millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Hain plane lands at Fiji 7's HQ. Samoa win in Paris. And rising Papua New Guinea star signs for the Melbourne Storm. But first, Solomon Islands are hoping to move fast after winning hosting rights to the 2023 Pacific Games. The Melanesian country beat the rival bid from French Polynesia by one vote at last week's Pacific Games Council General Assembly in Port Vila. The Vice President of the Solomon Islands National Olympic Committee, Ronald Talasasa, says it was a tough race. From the government side, the Prime Minister, the Leader of Opposition and the Minister for Sports, who is also Deputy Prime Minister, they are pretty confident. I think drawing from the level of support that they now will be able to give or offer to the organizing committee to deliver the games from the way that they are strongly united as a force together to support the bid and to enable the games to be delivered in good time. They are coming from that foundation and they were pretty confident. But for me, because the people that matters are the voters, the Pacific Games Associations, and how I have been seeing them looking at the infrastructure of countries that bid for the games, how they have been talking in the past. And so drawing from that experience, I was really nervous, but uh, determined, just like the government in support of our bid. Ronald, we've had issues with Vanuatu hosting the mini-games next year, Tonga hosting the next Pacific Games in 2019. Vanuatu, in terms of uh, they've pushed the start date back a few months, and of course Cyclone Pam was you know, something they couldn't have foreseen. Uh, in Tonga, they've had real financial issues in terms of um, you know, getting some funding to actually build what they need. Um, with that in mind, how confident can the other countries and the region be that Solomon Islands won't have those issues and that you will be able to not only fund the facilities you intend to build, but uh, do it in quick, smart time and have everything according to plan. That's so true. Uh, very relevant consideration. We are as um, confident as the determination of government to deliver the games, as was represented by the Prime Minister during the bid presentation, and as supported by the Minister for Sports and the Leader of Opposition. Now, the good thing is that we are aware of what's happening with uh, Vanuatu, with Tonga. And so drawing from that experience and from those settings, we are able to now work out to avoid that. And yesterday, I got the chair lady of the Pacific Games um, Organizing Committee in Papua New Guinea 2015 Pacific Games, presented to the Solomon Islands delegation, mostly government dignitaries, how they started in PNG, and she was able to outline for us what were the challenges, and we are fully aware of that. Uh, we will continue to liaise with our neighbours, particularly those who have already uh, hosted the games, and more recently Papua New Guinea, 
We will be talking to others in the National Olymp- uh, in the Oceania Olympic Committee, and as well as a visit by the Pacific Games Council, uh, not um, long from here. It is really to start off, and we are ready and prepared to start the meeting next week to look into how best to um, deal with um, uh, instructions to have a legislation in place. And by that legislation, government um, will be obliged to put in money into the trust account, as was represented and articulated well by the Prime Minister. So if we have the legislation in place within six months of the games being awarded to us, and the government starting to put in money into trust fund, we will be able to start everything by early next year. So who are those meetings next week going to be with? Uh, obviously the Olympic Committee with the government. Anybody else? Lord Mayor of the Honora City Council. Um, there will also be plans to meet with others that have already indicated their support and uh, our donor partners. And we will look outside of Solomon Islands our Pacific neighbours, to start off the discussion. This will be the first time the country's hosted the full Pacific Games. Uh, you hosted the mini-games way back in 81, the inaugural ones. What does it mean to Solomon Islands to, to host these games? Um, and, and what's going to be unique, do you think, about having these games in your country? I think the challenge will continue to remain in Solomon Islands. One, in relation to infrastructure development. Uh, second, the national unity and there are many others, uh, you know, the feelings or the sense of ownership by our people uh, to have Solomon Islands as our most beloved country, as our only country, and build the, the, the image of the country. And people who come, our friends who come and visitors find um, home away from home and be able to enjoy the pleasure and the environment that presents itself peaceful and prosperous environment. And, you know, when people come and see Honiara, they don't see the, any, any difference. When they go to Auckland, they go to Brisbane, or to Suva, or Vila, or Port Mosby. They see a city of this, of standard at this particular age. And what's going into legacy, the unity, the sense of ownership that people begin to have will draw us more closer and more stronger as a united country. That's the Vice President of the Solomon Islands National Olympic Committee, Ronald Talasasa. The former Australian rugby league star Jared Hayne has joined the Fiji Sevens team in London this week after sensationally calling it quits on his NFL dream in America in a bid to play at the Rio Olympics. The 28-year-old spent time with the World Sevens Series champions in Sydney earlier this year and says he was approached by Fiji a few weeks back. He says he was convinced to play for Fiji by their greatest ever player, Waisale Serevi. The one person that I wanted to get the green light from was Serevi. You know, him being um, the greatest of all time and uh, having a, fr- uh, you know, a close friendship with him. He was the first person that I really spoke to that I was, that I was serious about and uh, he supported me and he obviously said, you know, fitness is going to be the, the biggest key for me and once I get up the scratch fitness-wise, that would be smooth sailing. San Francisco 49ers coach Chip Kelly says he wasn't expecting Hang to leave the NFL. Yeah, I was surprised, but I understood it. You know, it's a chance to compete in the Olympics and... Not many people have the ability to actually participate in the Olympics, so it's a 
pretty cool thing for him to be a part of. So, um, but yeah, I was surprised. I had no idea that you know he was thinking about. Fiji coach Ben Ryan says he can't promise Hain will make their final squad of 12 for Rio, but says it's a no-lose situation for all parties. And Hain admits he has a mountain to climb if he's to break his way into the squad for the Olympics. Take it day by day. Like I said, I have a lot of work in front of me, and you know where, where I am now, I need to be a lot, a lot further on, and, and I will be. So, you know, there's a there's a big mountain to climb for myself, and you know I've got the most confidence in myself that you know I'll do the the best of my ability, and hopefully that's enough for Ben to, to give me the nod. Fiji need only to make the quarterfinals at Twickenham this weekend to clinch the defence of their World Series title, but they had to settle for second in Paris after Samoa completed a stunning comeback to win the cup final 29-26 over their Pacific rivals on Monday. It's the first tournament victory for the Manu since 2012. I caught up with head coach Damien McGrath shortly after their win. I never in my wildest dreams when we woke up this morning thought that we could go through the day. We played three probably the most physical teams here in South Africa, Argentina and then Fiji. And to put the sort of performances we did, uh, you know, made me really proud. You know, you talked about consistency all through this season, and those sorts of results just seem to be happening a little bit more regularly now. It's been a long, hard eight, nine months. You know, the players have put in, and we've done our fitness work as we've gone along. And it's been a long-term plan, and that's been hard to do because we've had so much pressure and expectation from home. People want instant results, but players have held their nerve and been patient, and the people that count in Samoa Rugby Union have done the same. And, you know, I hope we've repaired some of that faith with this uh, cup win today. And, of course, you realise that with this victory, that expectation is going to go up even further. <laughs> I said that to the boys in the changing room, that, you know, it's a great feeling, but now, you know, we'll be expected to produce that every time. But if we want to be the team I think we should be, then we should be aiming high. You know, I've always felt we were a quarter-final team, come what may, and our consistency has let us down. We've proved that over the last two or three tournaments we can make the quarterfinals. We've shown today that when our self-belief and resolve is right, we can match it with anybody. And to beat Fiji after the way they beat us yesterday was a really satisfying thing. You're down 21-0 after about nine minutes. How on earth do you come back from there? As much as they beat us quite easily last night, we were, again, the architects of our own downfall. We spent a lot of time analysing that last night. We didn't lose so much as, as give it away. You know, Fiji are a good team and we don't need to offer them opportunities. And that was our mantra going into the final. We didn't get off to the best of starts, but the players stuck to the plan that we hatched and it came good for us. We were coming home strong with a wet sail in the second half. And, uh, you know, once we got our foot on the jugular, we kept it there and it's testament to the way the players performed. Is this quite a level-headed side? Because, I mean, mentally that is a really tough position to be in and it could be quite understandable for a team to get quite down when you've got that much to come back from. They're a very humble group of young men. Part of what I've done is is to make them believe in themselves. You know, I tell them about the why we do things as much as what and how we should do. You know, they understand what needs to be done to be successful on and off the field. And I'm really proud of the way they handle themselves and do it because it's not often you get a group of young men with this sort of um, behaviour. And so it's the first cup victory for Samoa since 2012 in Dubai. I think it's your first semi-final and final appearance of the season in the cup competition. Uh, a, a lot of milestones. Yeah. Um, uh, I know you've been really wanting to get to at least the semis uh, for quite a while now uh, to get that monkey off the back with the victory as well. Um, how do you ensure that this result makes you kick on? Obviously, you've got some very important events coming up in the future. Our aim is still Monaco and the Repechage. I just want to get through this tournament, the next tournament, relatively injury-free so that we can concentrate on the real target for our season. I've said to the players afterwards, it's a shame if we waste everything we've done through the year by not fulfilling uh, you know, our real potential and, and getting to the Olympics to, 
to represent the country. You had hoped to get a few extra bodies in for that Rapid Charge tournament. You're obviously going to back the locals now. Uh, you know, this must just be huge for them to show what they're capable of um, and against a Fiji team that had called in a number of their overseas stars. That's the thing I don't think many people realise. We are a bunch of amateurs, you know. It's boys from the villages in Samoa and, and amateurs from clubs in New Zealand. And we come up against super rugby players and full internationals. You know, lots of the squads have brought their gun teams this weekend because it's uh, you know their last run out before the Olympics. So we really have punched above our weight. But it just shows what self-belief and confidence can do. And no little talent, obviously, from them. On to London uh, ever so quickly. Um, fortunately, it's a, a short hop, skip and a jump this time travel-wise. I know that's always a bit of a drama. How's the uh, any injury concerns at this point? Alamanga Matunga um, dislocated his shoulder yesterday, which is a disappointment. But given the, the length of time to get someone here, we're going to keep Alamanga with us and, uh, for treatment and just go with 11 next week. And then you guys have to come all the way back to Samoa and then go all the way to Monaco, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll come all the way back to go all the way again. It's going to be a long trip for us, but it'll be a challenge. But we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. You know, you talked about the passion and the demands of the Samoan public and how much they love their rugby. Um, any message for the people back home who... No doubt will be waking up or would have got up in the early hours to watch this result and will be pretty jubilant. Well, just thank you. Thank you. Because they have been patient with us and seen that what we're trying to do and they've seen the improvement as the year's gone on. And, you know, I, I just want to say that this is for them, uh, for that patience they've shown and we appreciate their support. That's the Samoa Sevens coach, Damien McGrath. Papua New Guinea winger Justin Olam is NRL bound after accepting a two-year offer from the Melbourne Storm. The former Lace Knacks Tigers rugby league player is in his first season with the PNG Hunters in the Queensland Cup and made his international debut earlier this month in the Kumuls' victory over Fiji. His coach for both club and country, Michael Marum, said Melbourne had been watching the Hunters games this season and coach Craig Bellamy's been in regular contact with their officials. It's good news uh, for uh, another of our player going down uh, south uh, this time to uh, the Melbourne Storm. So, you know, this is positive uh, news for the Hunters and uh, the country as well. So, you know, Justin uh, probably deserves the uh, contract because he, he, he's put in a big game between the South uh, in his first year. Yeah. And it's just his first year in your squad with the Hunters. I mean, how long have you known about him as a player as he's been coming up? He started playing uh, 2014 with the Cup team, then 2015 uh, we pulled him in uh, after last year. So now he played uh, Prime Minister Stadium, but you know, since he got in uh, to camp with us, you know, he, he settled in really well, and now he's just one of those smart kids who really committed, really good discipline and stuff. So, you know, the best year since the team started, and we probably played, uh, we were into uh, round four, round five in competition, yeah. And that's when probably the Melbourne Storm started putting our games in the uh, website, yeah. So did the Melbourne Storm approach the Hunters first? They did, yeah. Uh, Greg Bellamy, I think he always in contact with the, uh, our current CEO, uh, uh, Bob Hadmo, and also the football, football uh, manager down there. So you know, Bob really didn't want to tell anyone else until everything was finalised, so yeah. Katawatio is now over at Canberra and... You know, these other players that have had opportunities in the last couple of years, like, you know, Watova Poara and uh, Thompson at the uh, Rabbitohs. Um, so, you know, this just shows that there is that pathway, and if players do play well, that, you know, the, the opportunity is there. Yeah, that's right. I think they're now, now that we're into our third season. You know, we've got a few of those players already uh, playing uh, overseas now. And I uh, know probably uh, all, all the clubs are uh, looking up to us now. 
and uh, most of the players also play in the test match uh, against Fiji and and uh, we won the game so now a lot of uh, scouts are looking at all uh, fierce our boys now so and it's good for all the young boys coming up and uh, I mean some young kids out there probably now pushing for their sports in the under so that they can be given the same uh, opportunity here. Of course Justin was a part of that uh, Kumul's team that you were coaching um, and I know you've already spoken about you know how big that result was for rugby league in Papua New Guinea and Hopefully you can push forward from that. Um, obviously you're back in PNG now with a lot of your players uh, are going to be lining up for the uh, Hunters this weekend against uh, Central Queensland Capras. Um, you had a bye at the weekend, so you've had a bit of time to, I guess, get back to normal. Um, how's the preparation going and, and, and getting yourself and, and those players back into Hunters mode? Some boys had a good uh, two weeks break, but no, no, not really break. But maybe we'll get back in at the end of the week and just started preparing for the Capras game. So because test players coming back, you know, they're, they're very fast and uh, they've been also given uh, some time off to spend with the families and, and uh, no, not now once back, now been, uh, we had two good days of training, so, you know, we, we travel on Friday, so that should be a good game against the Capros here. Have you noticed uh, an extra sort of buzz in camp after that test result, obviously, with yourself and I think it was 11 players being a part of it, obviously, um, has that flowed into the Hunters at all? Yeah, not really. I think our focus now is on the under this uh, uh, weekend and, and also uh, remaining uh, part of the, the year. So now uh, the Kumu is now all gone, but we, we, we look forward to whatever class match or whatever game that's coming up later on. But now our focus is on the Antis and making sure we, we maintain our spot in the uh, top season, hopefully playing the semi-finals again. Yeah. Obviously good news for Justin. Is there any other players you know of that have um, had approaches or that, you know, some clubs in the NRL might be considering? We've got a, a few approaches for the other players. We're getting all the, uh, one or two more players, but now we keep talking to the clubs and then until they finalise uh, finalize offers and stuff like that, then we can probably announce or make a statement on it. But at this stage, uh, yeah, now we, we probably might lose one or two more. That's the PNG Rugby League coach, Michael Maram, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinny Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.